I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast and today we've got a very exciting episode for you because me and Callum headed over to the Everyman Cinema in Manchester, set up shop in the corner of the bar, got the microphones out, a nice little beer and got stuck into the review. We've been wanting to do this for quite a while, we love the Everyman and of course we like getting face to face, chatting about the film and really letting it rip. There was a slight technical issue with the recording, so we missed the first two minutes or so of chit-chat, but don't worry, we dive straight in and Callum sharing all his news and updates of what he's been up to over the past few weeks. But, without further ado, here's our review, and here we are in the Everyman. I hope you enjoy it. It wouldn't be the same if we weren't chatting about where you are in life now, second week of Easter holidays. So we all mm. know you're a teacher extraordinaire, and you're in your second week of freedom for Easter. How's it been... How is life treating you? What have you been up to? I do wonder what that identity is going to mean to me when I'm no longer a teacher in a few months' time. What are you going to talk about? That's the problem. Well, indeed. I mean, you have to find some kind of other personality trait. Famously, if you're a teacher, all you talk about is teaching. Yeah. Well, at least that's all. All the teachers that I know, all they do is talk about teaching. You just have to volunteer. I'd like to think that the (laughs) podcast allows me to talk about something else that isn't what I do, but evident. Evidently, as the listeners will know, every week it comes up. Callum, you're off on holidays now. Callum, yeah. you're a long day at work. Life like, is on or off. It is, and it's exactly. on at the moment. It is on. Um, what's it had in store for you? So, uh, lots of pub-based activities, um, lots of galleries, museums. I went to see an exhibition at the Barbican the other day, which was really nice. Name drop. Um, well, indeed. you got to, haven't you? Uh, yeah, it's nice to be back up north. Um, it's nice to be here in Northern Accent. It's nice to be cold. Again, like, it's a lot colder up here. I don't want to start. I'm dangerous. I don't want those, like... Well, as we've tracked southern, your progress, southern, as we've tracked your progress in London, you know, we can see you're really steering into the life there. But that's what we want. The London correspondent giving us <laughs> the the uh, the view from down there. And, and now is, you're bringing it back up here for us. It and is, this is lovely and wonderful. It is very nice to be back up north, though. It, it is. I mean, it's, um, yeah. I was like, as I was rolling into Preston, I was like, you know, Lancashire is... Lancashire is home. It's wonderful. And it is. Lancashire <laughs> is wonderful, as every single Blackpool football fan said when I was a kid, uh, in a much more sort of aggressively charged voice. Lancashire is wonderful, la la la. Um, but that's been good. Uh, lots of pub, like I said, lots of pub-based activities, galleries, museums, uh, lots of sitting on my ass, not doing anything. It's all good, man. It's all good. Which, what a lot of people would say teachers do all the time, but we're there to fight that misconception. Indeed. I mean, I always, the thing is, when someone said to me recently, they were like, I got another week off. I was like, yeah, what the heck? You were on strike recently. Well, you, you got another holiday. What, you got nothing to complain about. Which my response was, well, will you do it then? You do my job and see if, uh, I get really, really defensive about this. I like, can only imagine. I really do. It's like, well, if you, if you want the holidays, well, you do my job then. Give you it a go it. yourself. You do, yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're jealous of all the job, if you're jealous of all the holidays, you do it. Of course, the moment you say that, it's like, well, they don't, do they? So, you know. Um, but for the record, as you know, previous episodes have implied, I am I have quit the profession. Um, 
All she last hurrah. All of you can expect her an incredibly long-winded, self-indulgent, narcissistic, but politically <laughs> motivated uh, social media post as to why I've left the profession. And we all uh, look for, and we'll get come, that shared on our, come our August. account. I left, there was a, I left an uncomfortable uh, moment there before I said come, didn't I? Yeah. Like, come August, that will be up and running. Um, so yeah, there will, there will be a, an incredibly long-winded, uh, narcissistic post about why I've left. And, Good. Um, you can all look forward to that or avoid it. Um, it's completely up to you what you do with that information. And you may see Callum in the future in some kind of liberal progressive institution near you in London. <laughs> so <laughs> look forward to that. Well, thanks, Callum. <laughs> Obviously, I always enjoy hearing your updates yeah, yeah, from yeah. the big smoke. But as they always say, that's enough of that. Mm. We've got a film on our hands to chat about. Mm. And we've both been to the cinema to watch this. It's always yeah. an exciting week when we've not just watched it hunkered away in our bedrooms on our laptop. We've gone to the big screen, taken this one in. And I'll tell you what, I struggled to get onto this one. My local cinemas, none of them were showing it. I inquired, they were like, didn't do too well. Let's go out, like, let's bin it off. It took me a while to find out what was showing. There's a few showings in Manchester came to watch it, and obviously we'll get onto what I think about it. But I was slightly frustrated by that, and, and mm. that's a separate rant of the, the spectrum of films that have been shown in big cinemas, because I don't think this one was ne necessarily too off-piste. It just wasn't covered too much in, in the big cinemas on a regular basis. But we'll get on to that. Before I let you know, Callum, what I thought of it, I want you to give me one of your classic descriptions, overviews, give us the synopsis. What was this film and what was it about? Well, I think, you know, is this Whitney Houston that's playing? In the I think we've got a bit of Whitney Houston. Just, just, just if you didn't clock that at the beginning um, and, a, and a shout out as well. We are in the Everyman Manchester, hunkered a, up in the corner. So you might get, you know, the sights and sounds of it all, but we want you to feel like you're well, here enjoying like, it with us. I feel like this review, it, would sound, it sounds better with... I want to dance with somebody, yeah. somebody in love. There you the go. Let that be go. the score. Um, so, Rye Lane is the movie that we went to watch. I feel like I should sing this, sing this review. It makes me, this tune makes me want to dance. I feel like I'm in a, feel like I'm in a pop world in the northwest somewhere. Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on. Not uh, yet. Rye Lane, 2023, uh, romantic sort of rom com. Um, basically, it's about it's set in South London in uh, Peckham and Brixton, um, which I obviously loved because I don't know. It's just a, a, a beautiful place. I think it, it it films quite well, just generally, like the actual sort of yeah the the area of London, that particular area anyway. Uh, but it's it's got David uh, Johnston in and Vivian Opera. Uh, basically, they're two strangers and they meet after having both recently gone through breakups. And the film basically follows them getting to know one another. Um, and basically, uh, it starts off with uh, Dom crying in a toilet. Uh, an exhibition which is uh, about mouths, which is or which conveniently is organised by a friend of theirs, and I find it hilarious how the the, the 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 film opens with a set about sort of like mouths because actually the the film is actually about how people communicate with one another. Like it's actually quite an interesting moment to start the movie actually. Like and it's an exhibition that basically has photographs of people's mouths, and the whole film is about communication. Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Anyway, basically, uh, the, the pair sort of meet up at the exhibition after Yaz encounters uh, Dom crying in the toilet, and they basically get to know one another throughout the course of the movie, and um, they get to know one another's ex 
boyfriends and girlfriends respectively and uh, they basically end up um, I guess I guess falling in love is not necessarily it's quite a strong term they don't fall in love but they they really do come to like one another find a connection they do find a connection yeah and the thing is the thing that's so nice about it is the fact that like it's real it's believable like it's realistic um, in the sense that like you can imagine that sort of scenario happening mm-hmm. in your own life I mean rom-coms tend to be quite hyperbolized with their constructions of love or connection generally whereas this is actually you know it's rooted in the present it's you know, rooted in realism and I think that's what's one of the main powers of the movie um, I mean there's nothing more sort of to add with the the sort of general plot than the fact that you've got two people who've just recently broken up and they, they meet by chance at an art gallery and start to explore each other's uh, desires and dreams thank you very that's much Callum yeah, as always yeah, a wonderful yeah. overview and it's great to hear it blasted straight into the face <laughs> <laughs> so initial reaction I watched this at the cinema yesterday and I want to add it was a great cinema experience actually watched it in when the did old, you see it? in oh. the old union in Manchester oh, um, so, sorry every man um, it was <laughs> it was in the old union but it was it was good I went to like a, an afternoon showing of it and as much as I love going to cinema my own, often it yeah. does lead you to be in an empty screening when you go in the afternoon. But there's quite a few people in this and it, it was quite a nice atmosphere to have everyone buzzing off it and get those reactions as you were reacting to the humour and the sad bits, the emotional intense bits as well. So that was very nice. But immediate reaction to it was that I think the opening was just quite startling and arresting for us because I didn't know what to make of it. Because it was quite quirky, like you said, you've got that scene in the in the toilets at the the gallery. So he sat there crying, and it's all a little bit bizarre and daft and, and strange. And it's like, how quirky and out there is this going to be? I didn't know it was like quite a conceptual piece because the conversation's a bit weird and stunted at that point. It's quite performative like he's overly acting the crying and then the conversation doesn't necessarily feel like a realistic conversation but that sets the scene for it and I feel like you quickly lock into the world that's been created in this and their conversation still follows this like playful back and forth but it works and you're very quickly into their world and I think as it goes on you just quickly get invested it's a very short film it's like the runtime of it was, I think, a less than an hour and a half. Like, it's fast-paced. You're running through it. So we can't criticise in this, as we often do, of it being laboured. Like, if we're using laboured in this, then we're not describing the right film. It was tight. It was fast to the pace. But I loved that dynamic that's very quickly thrown in from what feels like a bit of an arty, funky film from the beginning that might be a little bit nonsensical. Quickly goes into, like, this relationship where you dive into it you get it and you're with you're within what they're chatting about and i did like that and as it kind of develops the visuals of it how it works out like they kind of working the way through london and they kind of they're walking along this one kind of continuous piece as they're chatting to each other she's berating him about his relationship but that kind of dynamic flicks back and forth as they're exploring like what's happened to each other and also what they think about their own relationships and there's a back and forth in between that but you're just kind of very much focused in as is these kind of quirky dynamics going on the outside but the kind of what it made me feel was it was fulfillingly heartwarming without it being soppy so like you're going into something that is like a (laughs) london-based 
rom-com. You're expecting cheese oozing out of it. And it was a little bit cheesy at times, but you've got to have that element when you're contriving some kind of like love story into something happening like that. But it felt quite genuine in its conversation. It felt like a modern current take on mm. a interaction. Like the, you still have rom-coms churned out now. Like for example, recently I went watching What's Love Got To Do With It, which I thoroughly enjoyed, but it still followed the same tropes of like a 90s Richard Curtis rom-com, which I adore, but they go in a very certain way, whereas the back and forth here and the way that there was interacting came with all the anxieties and frustrations and worldliness of somebody who lives right now. So it felt like you connect with it more, even though it was like an elaborated version of that. I mean, you've got to pump those elements up to make it feel real. For example, the scene where he's going to meet his ex and his best friend who have then got together like it's a bizarre scenario but then the references that get made there and how he gets identified as this kind of like basic guy you, know, you can identify that in the modern world and i think mm. that what quickly made it relatable from what opened up as quite a quirky funky setting which it carries on throughout is like at these modern references how it's set into this current landscape not just visually but the way that they interact with each other the main characters it lets you into that world and i think you dive into it and you're the better for it because it's almost a fairy tale world set in a real life setting that you can connect with and off the back of it i, I was quite energized by it and i really liked that what about you what was your what was your instinct I mean, from it yeah i'm just gonna you know pull myself a, yeah yeah do that first <laughs> um, because i can um, you wouldn't want to be going dehydrated no, indeed, for, for yeah, your exactly. main point, would you? Um, just like the advert, um, poured just like the advert in the foothills of Italy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I bloody loved it. It was fantastic. I mean, I, for the record, I did go and see it at the Everyman. Well, there we go. I went to see it at the screen on the green in Islington. Um, Lovely. And it was... It You're the was. poster boy. It bloody was. It was. It was lovely. It was so nice. I got a cup of tea uh, and some chocolate, and it was great. Um, the thing that I loved most about this particular movie is the fact that it is, it is rooted in the real. I mean, it's you know you can imagine something like that happening uh, generally, and uh, the way the connection sort of occurs is it, it felt. It didn't feel hyperbolized or contrived. It felt quite natural, which I think is quite a challenge to achieve when you're um, filming a rom-com um, of that nature. I mean, I mean, also I think just generally the space that it's filmed in is quite powerful. I mean, you know, it's a political statement to have more black faces on screen. I mm -hmm. think um, I thought that was quite refreshing and quite um, powerful to see. Um, the fact that it's filmed in South London generally, Peckham and Brixton, I thought was quite powerful. I think any anywhere that's sort of like... Originally it was supposed to be filmed in Camden, apparently, um, but they moved it to, to South London. I think from a cinematographic perspective, um, it works. I think there's... I'll certainly be spending more time in Peckham and Brixton more so than I already have, just because it's just quite an interesting space to explore from a sort of like artistic perspective. Um, so the set, the setting I thought was quite powerful. Um, and again, even the setting added a sort of sense of realism to it because um, they were just walking through like, you know, 
residential areas that anyone else would walk with. I mean, there's a scene when they're on the when they're on the, the seesaw, for example. Like mm-hmm. that's a you know a relatively you know casual, normal scene that anyone would do. Um, it didn't. I felt like I was watching it through someone else's phone in a way, not a film camera. Yeah, um, and that was I thought that was quite powerful in respect because it added a, a sense of power and a sense of um, uh, I guess realism is well, I've heard, we used the word before but I guess a sense of uh, legitimacy to the relationship that they're creating in the movie um, yeah I think that's a good word legitimacy yeah and it was like it, I, I, I certainly felt invested in their relationship and I felt invested in their story um, and I mean, layered over that sort of that realism is just the fact that it's really, really witty. Like the script is really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's, yeah. moments, there's moments where I was like, I was, I had to sort of like really stop myself from laughing, from disturbing other people in the in the in the cinema because I just thought it was so funny. Like there was, um, I mean, the, the funniest bit is when they're in the when they're in the uh, the restaurant and uh, um, the, his girlfriend who's broken up with him who's now dating his best friend. Um, there, and he, he finds out his girlfriend's cheating on him through a FaceTime. But then he, in the background of the FaceTime, he sees a penis yeah. like, in, in the back of his girlfriend's FaceTime. And, so he's, like, and he's like, I know that dick. And, he's like, and it quickly flashes to when they're in high school. Well, those shots are great, and it would like the, right. the kind of yeah. the cutaways to the almost flashbacks but they're watching those moments yeah like, yeah in the past. It's, re- it's really funny but it's like there's that up again yeah it's like they're they're sort of complicit and they're well, not complicit that's the wrong way but they're by having the person actually in the memory that the other person is uh, saying it adds a further legitimacy and a power to the story that they're telling mm-hmm. even though it's meant for fictional purposes as someone that's watching it you feel invested in the story that they're saying mm-hmm. and there's so many devices like that throughout the movie that adds to the legitimacy of it and um, I I loved it I, I really want to go watch it again yeah yeah well maybe we can pile straight in you know we're in, we're in the <laughs> cinema now I'm, yeah, yeah. but I think I like what you said there, legitimacy because I think that word suggests that there's like a genuine nature's what's being done because as i said before in the the rom-com genre you have to have some kind of contrived element mm. to it because you're trying the narrative is built around someone meeting two people meeting and yeah. a romance flourishing you've got to put that in some kind of like narrative act so there's always a contrived element and there's always elements that have been forced to kind of have these big moments but that often leads to something that's a little bit cheesy. But what this has done, and I, it's hard to put the finger on exactly. I don't know if it's a combination of the modern references, whether it's capturing how the characters interact with each other and the other characters in a very current way, mm. or the kind of issues of our struggles of dating in the modern world. But it feels very relevant. and. I think you know when something connects and even though it's not a, it's not similar in style but the most recent thing that I've watched that felt like that was the normal people series mm. where on the surface there's nothing explicitly identifiable about it that you can say that's so different to anything I've seen but a generation of people watched it and felt part of it and yeah. I think that is subtle 
things in the writing and the way that the characters are played and the, the references to going on because every generation, every group of people have certain things that they grasp onto or understand because of whatever the climate is or the setting that feels close to them. And I feel normal people gets that and I feel in Rye Lane, it absolutely has that without being too bold about it. It's not shoving it in your face, but you finish it and you're like, yeah, I get that. I get their relationship, even though it's a contrived like 24 hour experience. And at the end of it, if you're like, oh, they're going to be together and you want them to be together, but you believe in it because of the experience you shared feel real and genuine and the comedy of it. You're absolutely right. The humor's spot on, but it is relevant. And I think that's how they build up all the characters in it. Feel like they exist and I can see how these things interact. And I think that's the power of it. Something that actually relates to a modern audience. I also think there's an element of the fact that like, even though it's a, it's a kind of like, obviously it's a love story in some respects. So actually, no, I'll tell that back. It's not a love story. It's like, story about connection actually yeah and um i think the the fact that you've got it's quite a unique film in the sense that you have a lot of black voices on screen which is not necessarily um you know common in mo in in, in, in modern in modern cinema um we're not no we're just, we're just in for a drink um, you know, it's not necessarily uh, something that you see generally. So I think, even though I don't necessarily think the film's intention is to sort of create a political um, sort of like narrative mm -hmm. or a political um, statement, I think by virtue of the fact that because the film industry is so white um, and you see quite uniquely a lot of black faces and black voices on screen, it's it's incredibly powerful in some respects, which again adds further legitimacy to the relationship mm -hmm. that's being constructed on screen in front of you because it's more believable, particularly in the area of women that it's filmed in. Um, Brixton and Peckham generally, predominantly sort of like um, Jamaican communities, like it adds um, Jamaican West, well, West Indian communities, like it adds uh, a further legitimacy to it by virtue of who's been cast, and it all comes together fiction and fact merge and I think that's one of the main that, that, that for me that was one of the main sort of like driving forces of the film um, but it is just again the humour as well it it kind of the humour kind of softens that in a way like I think if the humour wasn't there it would be an all out film about sort of like okay representation is everything about this movie but because there's humour there as well it actually sort of it kind of like dissolves that a little bit softens that a bit mm -hmm. I think um, but at the back of your mind you're thinking well this is a uh, the, one of the few movies that I've seen that actually has um, uh, an all you know black cast because it's a tough balance you, you can't ignore it though because it's, it's there well know? yeah exactly and it's Bob on and I feel that because you don't want to soften that point for the sake of it being a film that's received well. Yeah. Like, but it, but I get what you're saying in the sense that it softens in the way that this is a genre point yes. of there's a level of cheesiness and um, kind of like soppiness to this genre. Which is wrong. So you know if I mean? it's just yeah. coming in as a straight up bang, we're making the point of this 
to cut through, then the genre point they're trying to get through doesn't work. So it blends those two really nicely. Which is why it works so well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the movie works well as a concept. And it's like, you know, you've got, I mean, even when they're at the, the market, I think it's in, I think it's Brixton Market, actually, I think. Yeah. But they're in, and they're getting the food. And yeah. it's like, love, what is it, love guacu. Love guacu. Love guacu. There's this sort of like burrito place. <laughs> um, and it's Colin Firth is serving the... Yeah, you know, burritos, the, the yeah. burritos. Playing like, a real deadpan. That's a but, nod to a sort of like the rom-com genre. And, and arguably, it's a nod to Love Actually. And arguably, that is a movie that has sort of defined the modern rom-com genre yeah. in a lot of respects. But it slides in well, doesn't it? But it, it does. It, it, work, it all works. And it's like, it's, it's very conscious of the genre that it's trying to sort of integrate with. But at the same time, it's like also very conscious of the fact like we're making a movie that is not just about a bunch of white people you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's about um people's experiences in south london mm -hmm. which let's face it i mean most rom-coms are always the characters in them are always from a sense of privilege i mean yeah you think of like the richard curtis movies in particular it's like they all live in west london like they're all like and it's all it's all lovely to look at i mean i wish i lived in a richard curtis movie half the time you know what yeah. i mean like it's like, I want Liam Neeson's flat in Love Actually or House or whatever because it's bloody lovely, you know what I mean? Um, but, live, but there's a certain, there's a certain uh, realism. That's why I said legitimacy and realism play a huge part in this because it's because of where it's set. I don't think it would have been as powerful if it was set in an area that is not Brixton or Peckham. Mm -hmm. If it was set in Camden, I don't think it would have had the same impact because Camden's really touristy. And it's incredibly expensive to live there, but like, but because it's set in Peckham and Brixton, it's like it is. It adds a different layer to it, I think, and it's it adds that legitimacy. That'll be my argument, anyway. Yeah, well, it yeah. lands well, doesn't it? And I think the whole flow of it feels like yeah. one continuous thing. The fact that most of it, most of the film is set over this twenty-four hour period. Yes. Apart from the end, where we flick on a little bit, but yeah, most yeah, of it is this journey yeah. throughout the day which feels like a continuous thing. And again, it is quite performative as there's theatrical elements, there's literal theatrical elements in it, um, where the moment where Yaz is acting out, breaking up with a boyfriend, and she's on a stage in a theatre being watched. Like, but the whole that, thing- That's a funny scene. But there's a lot of yeah, really yeah, yeah. good artistic cutaways like that, that serve the purpose of telling the story, but also visually are great. But the whole thing is quite theatrical. For example, when they're walking through that abandoned style market mm. and there's a guy like, yeah, I was like yeah. dancing around them. Like it's got those quirky points to it, but it leads one into the other in a quite performative theatrical way. And that's yes. a great oh, take yeah, on it yeah, as well. Yeah, and what you're saying, yeah, like yeah. it is going against, well, it's not necessarily going against, but it's, it's picking up from that classic West London yeah, it is, um, yeah. rom com saying, well, there's other ways of doing this. It's not saying, it's, it's by no means the anti. It's not the everything everywhere no, all at once, the marathon. It's, <laughs> it's basically, it's acknowledging it and saying, great, but there's another way of doing this and another way of doing it really well. And I think that's the point of this. And this is why it is so great and I believe so successful in what it does because. It's looking at that genre and giving a nod to it and saying there's a lot to be gotten from this, mm. but there's another road to be taken. There's other stories to be told. 
in different ways. It doesn't have to follow this route. And I, I think that was the biggest like impression on me was that I love a good rom-com. I mean, Notting Hill is in my top five all-time films. Same, same. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It is brilliant. Yeah. Because of there is a certain journey to a rom-com and I enjoy that journey. You go on through it. But it is often taken in the same setting, whereas this is taken in a totally different, well, not totally different setting, because obviously London, but the route is with different people in different settings, but from a, a different lens as well in the way that is more artistic, theatrical, and there's more elements of that to it. Like each set they go in feels like a stage, and when they go into Yaz's ex-boyfriend's house, it feels like it's playing out, it's, it's a, a one level, um, how it's a ground floor apartment essentially it's just like a one level so it feels like a stage it all plays out on and there's these different stages and it's like their relationship develops and very quickly in the small period it's like big elements in their lives in these small pockets and they play out these big emotions in it and there's a lot to be dived into I mean hey it's up to an interpretation of what you dig into of each character's kind of going through but I think they develop the individuals very well throughout, very quickly of exploring is like, why is, why is she lying to him initially? But then this gets brought back and there's a real intrinsic kind of exploration of thoughts off the back of relationships, breakups, friendships, and things like that, mm. which you don't necessarily get in the, rom the traditional rom-com. It's quite linear of, I'm sad, you're sad, we're happy, we're sad again, we're happy again. Whereas this was more like, there's the genuine, thought process of like oh why do people do irrational things or oh, because we all do irrational things well it wasn't as hyperbolized as what other was with what a lot no, but of I still think, like... well, I think there was a lot of exaggeration but I think well, you have are, to have not. the exaggeration yeah, no, indeed, you have but the, to. the things that were exaggerating were more real and genuine exactly exactly I mean the, I mean the, you know there wasn't um, I mean I always sort of like compare sort of like the tropes of the rom-com or the sort of like the constructions of the rom-com were certainly there in the movie mm -hmm. in the sense that like, I mean the final scene for example when she's on the boat and he's on the yeah. Millennium Bridge and he's like I love you but it's a I real really nod like isn't it it is it's a, well it's a nod to the scene when Colin Firth goes after the Portuguese girl yeah in Love Actually and he learns Portuguese mm -hmm. you know what I mean um, and uh, is it Portuguese or Spanish? Portuguese, Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese. Um, Seen that film plenty of times. Very, very, very Brexit of me, isn't it? <laughs> we know what for you the, like. For the record, for the for the record, I did not vote Brexit. I, I, I voted Remain just to just to just to, We're just, just appealing for the uh, just for the record. Appealing there. to all fans. Um, well, no, it's I, for the record. I voted Remain. I, I, passionately believe that anyway though, okay we've got you on the record on the record the record the record's there the record is there uh but no i uh you know it's not as hyperbolized as in other as most rom-coms are um but at the same time it's hyperbolized in a way that sort of like makes you it makes you sort of like convinced of the actual relationship itself and that's what that's the power of it yeah um and that is uh that's right lane that's right lane that's right well i think lane. this is a prime point for us to yeah. wrap up and, and, and give our just, final thoughts on it. Let me just pour some more beer. You pour us. your final bit of beer in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what have you thought of it so far? The beer? Yeah. That's no, fantastic. I yeah. think it's got a nice, a nice Christmas where it dresses well, think, all the things that you want. I in think it. it's, I, think, I mean, it, it's the advert, it's Menabrea, isn't it? It's the advert from the, the that advert with the... <laughs> it's the advert from that. It's the advert, the advert, the advert yeah. is, I've been drinking all day, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> it's the uh, the one from Italy. It's very nice. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it's it's you know it's delicious. It's very nice. Yeah. 
Um, if you want to sponsor us, we're there because Callum gives a great review of your beer. I do when I'm when I'm not three sheets to the wind. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's, Rye right, Lane. Right. Rye Lane. Yeah. As I said, I thought it was a fantastic take on a genre that I love. So already it had my heart in the genre it was tackling, but it was very tight and it absolutely took you down a new journey with a new perspective. I think visually it was quirky, it was out there, it put a world together within a setting that's been depicted a lot of times of mm. London in a romantic setting. But visually it took you on a different journey. I think the characters were developed unbelievably and deeply in a short period of time. But it left you thinking of like a different perspective on what is already funneled to you in a certain genre. Performatively, it was very theatrical. Mm. I liked that about it. It gave you a different element. It was theatrical, yeah, you're right. It was really yeah, theatrical. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was literally theatrical from that scene where she's on stage. But it gave you real depth to these characters. But the depth it gives you, it felt connected to a modern audience. Mm. It felt in the now but it felt a lot more real than often a rom-com can. And like, the main characters were flawed and hurt each other, but yet acknowledged that that is a part of the journey of human existence. And it doesn't end in perfection, but actually the beauty is in accepting the imperfection and going from there. And I think that does it really well. And I came out of it feeling beautiful, whole and fulfilled and, where do I oh the the rating because now I'm trying to think where do I mark it down where do I mark it down you don't have to I don't have to mark it down and my rule normally is that if I can't mark it down it has to go all the way so I think it has to go all the way Rye Lane 10 go. out of 10 there bang there done Callum I mean yeah I mean, it's just fantastic it's so funny I mean the thing that the thing that hooked me on it was the humour I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 just for the humour. It genuinely is really, really funny. And it's also just, I mean, the way it's filmed, the quirkiness of it, the outfit, the costumes, the, the script, it, it just all works. I felt like I was seeing a bit of South London mm -hmm. in a movie. And that was, that was, the realism of the movie was what gave it its legitimacy. 10 out of 10, that's all I can say. Brilliant. That, yeah. Brilliant. And that was Rye Lane. That was Rye Lane, yeah. Thank that, you. Is Rye, that is Rye that Lane. Is that is Rye, Rye Lane, Lane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to go and watch it again. Like you said, you can only enjoy that experience. That was one of my favorite cinema experiences in the last year. It just absolutely worked on the big screen. But because it was so tight, it was like bang, bang, bang. I was in, enjoyed every moment well, of I, it. I got a recliner seat and a footrest in the Everyman. It was blind brilliant. Hey, it was good. Yeah, if yeah, Callum's yeah. ever trying to get the endorsement, every man as we sat in here in an every man, he's picking it up. Listen to that one. Did you say every man again. Every, every man. man. Every man. Every, every man. man. Every man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not whether. Not. Not. Not whether being. Not, not that we're being a kiss ass. It's just you know we're in the every man. It's having, worth saying. Having a beer in the. Every it's man. worth mentioning. Reviewing in the every man. I went to see the movie in the every man. Every man. There we go. Come on. Thank you very much. Thank well, you Callum, much. it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Let's shake hands. Let's shake we, hands. Just because we can. And in just person, because we, we, can. Can, we can do this, <laughs> can't we? And I'm glad that we accidentally landed on a film for our latest in-person review yeah, that we both yeah, absolutely, absolutely yeah, adored yeah. and gave four marks. I think that was the perfect one. 
for us and i hope everyone's enjoyed that review of course we'd love to hear what you think about it as we have waxed so lyrically about it and we will endeavor to do more of these in-person ones because we bloody love it we love going into the cinemas and we love watching in a cinema as well get yourselves down obviously it's the best experience but that's it for this episode. Of course, we've got plenty more reviews coming up, but we have got some more exciting conversation episodes coming up. There's plenty more on the feed. Get those checked out. There are some great ones coming up as well. You'll hear both me and Callum diving into conversation with other creative people. But of course, don't worry. We will be chatting away ourselves for plenty more films. Let us know what you think of the film reviews, what you'd like to hear us review, and we will surely address all that. But Callum, before we go, I think a little cheers, cheers of the beer that you very... Should we do it next uh, to the microphone so reviews. people can hear it, if we can? <laughs> maybe. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But we cheers anyway. Fantastic. Cheers. Well, there it is. Little drink. Thank you for listening. Very good. Yeah. Until next time, that was another episode of the Glass 8 Film Club podcast. We'll see you all later. Bye-bye.